You are now listening to the Derek's Mega Bowl podcast. You were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. It's my quarterback. You play to win the game. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fined. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. With your host, Derek Hubbard, Eric Barsh, and Jake Smith. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. What's up, Mega Bowlers? Welcome to the Derek's Bowl Podcast. This is episode 20. We are into the final two weeks of the Derek's Bowl playoffs. Down to the final four. Time is flying by, but it has sure been fun. We have a fun episode planned for you. We have three of the four finalists here joining us, joining our episode. We're going to get to know them and hopefully hear a little trash talking. We're going to give you our playoff predictions, and then we're going to dive into our first Dynasty Rookie Talk. We're going to talk about our top seven favorite Dynasty rookies heading into the 2023 campaign. I'm your host, Derek Hubbard. Alongside of me, welcome back, Eric Barsh. It's been about a month since we've had you. And we also have Jake Smith with us. Boys, how are you? Eric, how does it feel to be back? Do you even know what you're doing? Feels like my first podcast again. <laughs> nope, it's been a while, but uh, I'm already getting called out on here, so I'm ready for it. Yeah, Jake, I think we had our best episode when Eric was gone. It was efficient. Um, It was educational. Yeah, and we got along. Non-confrontational. It was was happy. And then when Eric's on, all you two do is bitch and fight like an old married couple. It gets serious and real stats get delivered. Yeah, okay. Real stats. Hey, before we get going on with our episode, how's your fantasy teams doing? Are you guys still... In the playoffs in any league? Um, the three leagues that matter for me, I'm into the, the next, the semifinals on all three of them. So, that a boy. Eric? I'm doing good. Yep. Obviously, I'm out of the Mega Bowl. I tanked in my Dynasty League, but the other two leagues, I am playing to go to the championship this week. So, yeah, it's uh, got a chip in a chair. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm still in two leagues. The two leagues, I was the number one seed. So last week I had a bye. It was kind of nice just to sit back and watch football and not having to pay attention to all of my players. None of them got hurt, which was huge. Unfortunately, my Dallas Cowboys, as predicted, got beat. Oof. So the only thing I wanted to happen was Dallas win and they lost, though. So they almost got problem. beaten back-to-back weeks by Houston and Jacksonville. Hey, don't. That would have been miss- really ugly. You got to feel good about that going into the playoffs. I feel really good. Our defense is terrible right now. I don't know what to say. I hate Noah Brown. Five inter- five of Dak's interceptions have hit Noah Brown right in the hands, deflected, and really? ended up in a defender's hand. Drives so the fact that I don't know who Noah Brown is probably means he probably shouldn't be throwing to him. Yep. But, hey, but- we got a 33-year-old T.Y. Hilton coming in. That's Maybe OBJ. I mean, if I was going to say, would you rather have TY or would you rather have OBJ? TY. OBJ is not going to even play this year. And I I can't stand him. Just not a fan. I I think he's done two ACL surgeries in the same knee. 
yeah, that's not good. Yeah. But all right. Like I said, we have a fun episode planned for you guys. If you're watching on YouTube, you probably see more than just Eric, Jake, and I. We have Andrew Ferguson, Ben Binder, and Jonah Curley joining our episode. Guys, it's finally nice to have a face to the name. Welcome to the show. How are you guys? Good. Doing well. Good. Thank you. Good. All right. I'll start with Andrew. Andrew, you're the you're kind of the Cinderella story that's left right now. I think you're the nine seed, 13 seed. Nine seed. Nine seed. I guess not much of a Cinderella story. Well, hey, you did have to play in round one, so kudos to you for making it through the gauntlet so far. Hey, so tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? Where are you from? Uh, I'm in car sales, uh, now located in Mount Pleasant, Iowa, so a real small town in southeast Iowa. So hopefully uh, a little bit better weather than you guys are having up in the Wisconsin area, but uh, I think it's soon to join us here. Yeah, nothing's hit yet, but I know it's about to get real bad, but whatever. Hey, how'd you get in the Mega Bowl? Uh, Alex Ames, mutual friend, he just kind of said, you know, you halfway know what you're doing, and I think I've lost some knowledge from then, but uh, <laughs> still <laughs> like Alex Ames that's like finished third to last or second to last? I think the one in the very same. So a buddy at mine at work, we got him into gambling at the casino and he's, and he's got a theory. He says, the more, you know, the more you lose. <laughs> when he went there and didn't know a damn thing, he was winning all the time. He thought this was great. And as he learned the rules of the games, he just starts <laughs> losing and losing and losing. There's something yeah, to I don't it. Think that's how it always works. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Hey, so, Is that against him? Yeah. So Andrew, you play, a guy that we have joining us right now, Mr. Jonah Curley. Do you have anything you want to say to Jonah about your matchup? I mean, first and foremost, congratulations on being here. I'm sorry it's going to be a quick exit. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't control who gets hurt, who doesn't, hurt, who runs too many times. But I do know who runs this league, and it's Joe Burrow and Josh Jacobs. And we're going to keep taking it to the, t- to the title town. Love it. Yeah, you, you know what? I'm going to stick up for Jonah a little bit. Jonah has Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts likely isn't going to play this weekend or possibly the rest of the regular season. So he's kind of limping in to your matchup, which is kind of nice. But according to Jonah, he's got he's got some quarterbacks on the waiver wire. And let's hear from Jonah. Jonah, hey, welcome. Hey, folks. How are you? Um, tell us a little about yourself. Uh I live in Barocco, Wisconsin, a little town by La Crosse. I'm the operations manager at a grocery store. Uh, coach uh, middle school and varsity football here. Been playing Dynasty, uh, been playing fantasy football for about 20 years. So uh, super excited to be here. Uh, thanks for running the Mega Bowl. Uh, Andrew, uh, yes, you look great on paper. And that's that's really nice, but but paper doesn't do anything until game time. Um, Love it. Love it. So I'm in a spot here and I, and, but this is my third week in a row in this spot where uh, it just, you look at my lineup and there's no way. Right. But here I am. So um, you guys have all played dynasty or fantasy football before you've been in this spot where you're like, you got this great lineup. Everything looks good. And some guy comes in there like, what, 
how can they possibly beat me? Well, I can literally, besides Christian McCaffrey, I can bench and pick up anyone I want off the wire and, and swap them out. So what you see for my lineup right now is probably nothing like what will be there uh, come Saturday. Well, that's going to ruin our prediction because then we sure can't really is. look at your lineup. You can, <laughs> sure can, is. You give us, can you give us a little tease since you're the only player left in your division? So yeah. you have. Yeah, I'll give you a little tease. First of all, uh, two weeks ago when I became the last player in my league, I put uh, Tua Tagliaboa on my bet. I dropped him. So he'll be coming up versus Green Bay in a must-win game. So that'll be my that's, start quarterback. That's solid. Um, <clears throat> okay. McCaffrey, just a stud running back. He's going to be. You know, he he really rolled it in. I, I don't know if you guys saw what happened last night to me. Um, unbelievable. It was 123.2 to 123.2 going into I Monday. Did. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, rolled with Cam Akers versus Christian Watson. And I'll, I'll say, never like to put fantasy stuff on a rookie. And uh, everyone here watched that game? I did. Yeah, and I was thinking see, about you. Aaron Rodgers did this. Yeah, right. <laughs> A rookie knows that that's a touchdown, right? That's a touchdown with yeah. Christian Watson. A rookie not looking at his arm won that for me. So, uh, you know, Eric, I, and Eric, what did I tell you before that? I said Watson sucks. We, yeah, we were we were asking. I was messaging these guys and asked. I said, "Hey, you got to see this. They are tied to the to the tenth. Like, what are the odds of that heading into Monday Night Football?" And I said, "Who are you taking, Acres or Watson?" And I think both Eric and I said Watson. Of course, and of course. Jake, what said, what I say? Watson sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a little backstory to Watson for Jake because he traded yes. him before his blow up, right before his blow up, and got jack crap back for him. I, I, I should have lost that game to be honest. Like I have no qualms saying that um, Rogers is a savvy enough guy to know that Watson's like touchdown streak was right there. That was inappropriate football by a football team at the end. I was so mad because that should have been three handoffs. You should have not passed in that scenario. So thank you, Aaron Rodgers, for his, uh, you know, <clears throat> arrogance, might I say. And thank you for Christian Watson for his rookie stupidity because uh, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be here today. But I am. And what I will do, like I've always done, is I will go and look at the best players and comb the wire and pick up anyone in a spot that I like. Um, I'll look at the last five weeks, who's been great against the run, who's been great against the pass. Um, who knows who's going to be in my lineup, but, uh, I'll tell you a lot of these guys that you see right now probably won't be out there. Nice. Andrew, he's shaking a little bit. I mean, he just dropped the mic on you. I mean, like he, he's doing a lot of studying. That's awesome. When you're <laughs> rock solid from draft day, I mean, it don't matter. I mean, from day one, week in, week out, we've been steady. It is what it is. I mean, I, you know, I got nothing to hide. I mean, I've been lucky, you know, injuries do happen in fantasy football, yeah. but, uh, you know, I would hope it's going to yeah. be a good one, but I feel like I got a lot of studs on the lineup. Got a few interesting plays to kind of work through. I mean, honestly, who would have thought that I should have played cousins last week over Burrow? That, right. that kind of took me by surprise. So it was still feeling pretty good. I mean, for the first half of the afternoon games, I was down 20 points. Yeah. I mean, I thought I was going to walk right through, but uh, outside of that, I mean, it's, I'm looking forward to it. I think, uh, I don't know. I just have, I have a feeling that uh, Goddard's going to make a big comeback. I think first week back, he's just a stud. So I think that that one's really going to help me in the tight end spot. And I think there's a lot of holes to fill. So I'm excited to see what lineup comes out Sunday morning from Jonah. 
Minshew with Goddard, huh? That's that's what's going to make him a stud. Okay, that's cool. That's so, cool. Um, Andrew, did you did you have a question for one of us? Uh, I mean, well, I got an email. So we were talking about real stats that were coming out earlier today. So, you know, on twelve sixteen, I got an email from Derek, who politely keeps us informed. And, I mean, Eric, what about my team last week didn't you like? Well, <clears throat> Let's remind everybody I haven't been on a podcast in a month. So I'm not really sure where the last week came from, but I actually like your team minus starting Adam Thielen, but and maybe Deonta Foreman too. But so who said on the 16th that I didn't like his team? Who, who called you me picked out? against him on the email because we didn't yeah. have the podcast. You picked against oh, him. I, I honestly, Derek, can you believe he picked against him? Like, no, I, what is Dick? Andrew's been one of the hottest okay. teams in the league. Why would you in, pick against him? In my defense, did I, I did picked, I get all of them right? I picked I everybody who I thought was going to win, and Jake's answer to his pick them is the opposite of Eric. That's and it. how did that work? He was a smart man. Three yeah. out of four, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Hey, before we get on to Ben, uh, Jonah, you yeah. have a podcast. You want to throw in a little plug? Sure. Uh, there's a network called the Half Ass Podcast, which is on Spotify. And under that, there's uh, one called Dynasty Road Trip. So the Dynasty Road Trip is me and my buddy Ron, who have been running uh, a dynasty called The Nasty for 12 years. Uh, It's a 10-man dynasty league. We do all of our draft right after the uh, NFL rookie draft. So the second that that thing ends, we start our draft. You're on the clock with your pick. And uh, Ron and I have been buddies since seventh grade. Uh, this goes back to our days of road tripping together. So basically, every episode is a road trip around the NFL. We might take a road trip, road trip down running back territory. We might take a road trip uh, around quarterback territory, free agency, injuries. So yeah, every, every week we take people on a different road trip, and just uh, it's it's got some comedy to it as well. And it is not for anyone who can't handle swearing and inappropriate content. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. For those that are into podcasts and that, definitely give Jonah's podcast a listen. I've listened to like the first 10 minutes and then I got interrupted while I was at work and I never went back. So yeah. I'll give it I'll give it a chance. Definitely. Awesome. So. All right. The last person we have on our podcast, we have Ben Binder. Ben Binder is the number seven seed. His opponent's not here, so I'm expecting some fireworks out of Ben. But hey, Ben, let's get to know you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name's Ben. Uh, I live in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Right now we have over a foot of snow and we've got more coming this weekend. Um, I sell liquor for a living and I got into the league by uh, Chris Marish. (laughs) And um, Chris Marish and I, we were, uh, Chris is actually my boss. Um, He, we were in a golf tournament together And the last day of the tournament, he sent me a text message and showed me the Derek's me- Mega Bowl. And I'm like, what's this? You know, I'm like, I love fantasy football. And um, uh, he's like, he didn't have much for details. He's like, just get in it. Just get in it. I'm like, okay, well, how much is it? 20 bucks? All right, 20 bucks. You know, okay. Give it a whirl, you know. So you could call some of this beginner's luck. But uh, I do I do a lot of studying. I look a lot of stuff up. I, I, I have a lot of passion for all of this. And uh, I... As soon as golf season ends, I think I kind of just dive into football. And uh, if it wasn't for this, I'd probably be pretty bored, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> but um, 
No, uh, that, you know, and a wife, one kid, and, um, you know, I love what I do. I mean, I'm basically in the entertainment business. You know, I sell, I sell fun to people, you know, <laughs> so. Love it, yeah. T- Tito's, Tito's Vodka. Oh, yeah. Uh, now that's know, the shit. You gotta, gotta throw that out there, but, um, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, as far, I mean, there's, I feel like there's a lot to talk about as far as the journey and my team where it's at. Um, I don't want to jump forward, but like, you know, I had a good draft and everything, but last week was very strange. Okay. I was playing against somebody who left a fully concussed player in not only that, but they also left somebody who was inactive. I'm like, you know, feeling like a little bit of a layup, right? You're like, okay, I just got two helper spots, you know, and, um, nobody wants to be gifted a win. They want to earn it. So, uh, what's his name? Tyler playing against Tyler. Yeah, you're playing. Did he, did he happen? Did anybody notice I dropped 190 last week? I, I did notice 190. Yeah. Is anybody ready to take on 190? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. But I'm scared that your team blew, blew their load mm-hmm. and uh, there's going to be nothing. Yeah, left. Jones scored three touchdowns as one guy, you know, I mean, reminded me Josh Allen's going against Chicago. What are you going to do about that? I don't, I don't, I mean, I wanted to talk smack about Joe Burrow, but I looked, you know, he's been pretty consistent. Just the thing is, most of his career, he's been boom or bust. And I hate to say it, but I think it's going to be bust this week. So, so Ben, I got a question, question for you. Uh, Yeah. Are you, uh, are you pretty naturally lucky guys? This a reoccurring occurrence or is this, this season for you, this mega bowl, a classic case of a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. I've, I've had some good luck this year. I have all around. Uh, um, you know, we, I'm in another league where we just do a point total and that's a, a, a partner thing. And then, uh, you know, we're sitting in second place there, but it, you know, you gotta, you gotta draft well. And I still think there's some element of luck. If you do if you can stay healthy and get away from injuries, you can combat that somewhat, but if you're getting bombarded, you're, you know, it, it's going to be tough, you know? You just got to stay ahead of it, and uh, you got to be willing to look at that waiver wire every week and and listen to uh, Derek's Mega Bowl podcast. <laughs> I've seen a lot of waiver wire pickups on your, yeah. on your roster. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I would say, I mean, it doesn't matter how good of a fantasy player you are, how much right. you know you research. If your injury, if your team's injury filled, yeah. you can't win. Like, yeah, I don't care right. who you are. It's just it's impossible. Uh, no, but this being my first entry in, I would say this is some beginner's luck, but I have been playing for quite a while. So, Hey, back yeah. to your golf tournament. Is that the yearly golf outing with like Nate Wood and yeah. Yeah. Blue oh yeah. Yeah. He's told me many times about it. I think that's a pretty cool event it that I want to start with my buddies. My favorite tournament. Yeah. Yep. When is so it? Fun. Uh, it's usually about the second weekend in August. Yeah. Okay. You guys play a lot yeah. of golf in a short amount of time. Oh man. We're so tired. Cause we're all getting older too. And it's just like, by the last day we're all like, where's the ibuprofen water? You know? How many days is it? But four days. It's four day tournament. Oh my sometimes God. We go, sometimes we go five, five rounds in four days. Oh, no way. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about, so I, I know Nate Wood very well. And uh, he, he's told me about, you know, the tournament. So I'll, I'll tell you about it, Jake sometime. It, it's really cool. I'm interested. Yeah. They so. handicap you. It's all, you know, that way. So it's, 
you're not going to get blown out, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate the opportunity to be on here, and um, I'm I'm excited about being in the final four. No joke. So well, best of luck to you three. Um, I hope Tyler loses since he didn't join this episode. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's calling a wrestling high school wrestling match, but. It's wrestling. Who actually cares about wrestling? It's the wrong winter sport. (laughs) The only wrestling that should be done is uh, with four ring posts and jumping off the turnbuckle. That's the only real wrestling, not this in a singlet tackling each other on a mat. So that's the fake stuff. (laughs) Anyways, hey, guys, Andrew, Ben, Jonah, best of luck this upcoming weekend. Um, I'm kind of hoping whoever faces off next week we can bring you guys on too so hopefully well i'm obviously going to see either andrew or jonah ben i hope to see you like i said best of luck guys wanted to say thanks to eric because he was the only one that voted for me last week oh, even if you that was it might not have been you i don't know but uh, don't give eric you know, credit i know a good team hey. when i see it yeah I'm that's right I would also request everyone keeps voting against me. I appreciate it. Feels my <laughs> feels my motivation. You know, six hours on the wire is not too long for me. I can go seven. <laughs> yeah, that's better than my two and a half pumps. So, all I'm right, not, guys. Thanks for I'm joining. For you guys. You guys. See you guys um, later. Right. See you guys. That was fun. It was fun to get to know these guys. and Yeah, I like that a lot. That was really cool. I mean, we've had guests on before, but we're actually getting people that made it to the end. And I think that's pretty enjoyable having them on and meeting them and right. letting them talk about their team. And like Ben brought up, you know, his team had quite the journey, which in this you really do because you go through a full season in your own division which is its own its own animal, its own game. And then once you get to the playoffs, it's a totally different. Right. Every matchup you're you're matching up, you got people like with the same players as you, which you gotta make decisions on. There's a lot to it. Yep. And the one common denominator through all four teams, they've been healthy. You look at the players, you know. I mean, yeah, Jonah's kind of getting hurt by Jalen Hurts possibly being out this week, but up to this point, health has been the biggest factor for these teams that are winning. So, honestly, I'm looking at their team and it's like, how did I not make it this far? But they all have that that late round draft pick too, right? You know, like right, like who is it? Ben who has Zay Jones or yeah, Ben has Zay Jones. He's been like a top ten wide receiver the past five weeks, yep. like carrying them through the playoffs, but. That's yeah, but how do you get how do you get it how do you get this far with having Zay Jones though? Like quarterback, I, you know, play, you the playoffs are one thing, but making it through division and it's like, right? Look at a lot of guys. luck. You just it's got to be the right matchup. Darren so. Waller hasn't even played this season. Yeah. Hey, let's get into the let's get into our playoff predictions. So our NFC championship match consists of the number two seed Jonah Curley versus the number nine seed Andrew Ferguson. Andrew Ferguson's had the hardest journey so far of the teams remaining. He had to go through the round one of the quad matchups. He escaped that. And then he's just been taking down the big dogs ever since. So let's see if he can take down the number two seed Jonah. 
Andrew, he's got Joe Burrow, he's got James Conner, Josh Jacobs, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, which is a lot, two Vikings wide receivers, ouch, Aaron Jones, he has Zonovan Knight, Dante Foreman in his lineup, we'll see if he actually goes through it, he does have David Njoku starting, but it sounded like he's going to go Dallas Goddard, he also has Jamal Williams and Darius Slayton on his bench, and then we have the mystery of Jonah Curley's team. He did say he's going to have Tua going in place of Jalen Hurts in case Jalen Hurts does not play. He's got McCaffrey. I'm assuming he'll stick with Akers. Akers has been getting a lot of the carries. Olave, Pittman, Mark Andrews, Zonovan Knight. But then you look at his bench, and it sounds like it doesn't matter who is on his bench because he's going to play somebody else. Jonah asked us to pick against him. I'm going Andrew. I said he's the hottest team. I've, I've said this going into the playoffs. He's a, even though I picked Nick Budin to win it all, Andrew's been the hottest team, and I think he just continues. Andrew's my pick to win it all. So, what do you guys think? Yeah, I'm sticking with you too with Andrew Ferguson. As much as it sucks to pick against Christian McCaffrey, my boy, but uh, I just think his team up and down the board is just a lot more solid than Jonah's. Um, and I think Jonah's probably going to swap out Zonovan Knight and just try something different just to try to get a, a little bit different of, of, an advantage there. But it'd be interesting to see how different his team is come Saturday. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't yeah. Think, and, and we don't and even know if Knight's going to play with his ankle sprain. He left. Oh. Yeah, he – I mean, I'm guessing he's going to play. Do they play Thursday night? Yes, they do. Again, so a short turnaround. Jacksonville? Yeah, against Jacksonville. Yep. So we'll see if he actually plays. Jake. What are you I'm going do? Jonah. I'm going Jonah. <laughs> oh, this is easy. Um, he's going to get Tua in there for Jalen Hurts. He, you know, Andrew, he kind of said it himself where he's like, just draft guys and you just leave them the rest of the season. He's not playing any matchups. He's just going with what got him here. Jonah is not. Jonah is going to go on that waiver wire, and he's going to pick out guys. He's going to pick out matchups. He's going to adjust his roster right now. He has nothing to lose and everything to gain. Well, he's got something to lose. Yeah, he's got something to lose. Chance at first. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He at this point, like, there's no. You can drop guys and pick guys up. There's no. He can do whatever he wants. You know what I mean? Your 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 whole waiver is basically your bench right now. I agree, but Andrew has that same same advantage, if you want to say it. I think Jonah knows deep down, and he ain't going to say it on this podcast, but he knows deep down he's playing from behind right now. Oh, for sure. There's he no has question. to make moves to win his matchup, where Andrew can basically sit still, and he's probably going to score 140-plus points. And it's not like Jonah's going to have, you know. Jonah's going to need some luck, but. It'd be interesting. I, to see I, I, after there. talking with him. Yeah, I, I mean, I, he sold us. I, I he knows what he's doing. He yeah. he, 100% knows what he's doing. Obviously, but find replacements this. that are going to be Aaron Jones like, or God, I don't know. It's it's going to be hard. Maybe Rohim Rohim must must start. Mostert is out there. He's you know getting a bulk of the carries. Maybe he's sitting out there. Tyler Maybe Algier. Yeah, Tyler Algier. Like, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's going to be interesting to see, but. Either way, I think he's playing from behind. It does help Tua's going against Green Bay at Miami. So I think that track meet could help him. I think they're going to have a track meet against Green Bay. 
Yeah, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be, I mean, if Joe Burrow has his bust week where he doesn't put up a lot of points, then Jonah has a ton of, has a chance. If Cam Akers scores 30 points, if Christian McCaffrey scores 30 points, if Christian Kirk scores 30 points, like Eric Barsh always says, if he scores 30 points, he has a chance. Yeah, if all the guys score a joint, do that. There's always a chance. So, sorry, Eric. We talked about that your last pod. Last Did you time. listen to the last podcast, Eric? Uh, I listened to one of them. I think it was... There's only one of them. Yeah, there's only one Dude, of them. I missed... No, nope. I missed two weeks no. with one podcast. So yes, I yep. did. Sorry. All right. Then we have the AFC championship. We got the number five seed, Tyler. Got it. Tyler, I Dick wish Tannis. you were on... Dick... Yes. What'd you say? Dick, Dick Tannis? Tannis? Yep. Dick no Dick idea versus... if it's right. What'd you say, Jake? Dick Tannis? Yeah. Okay. Versus the number seven seed, Ben Binder, who we just had on. Tyler's got Joe Burrow. He's got Ramondre Stevenson, Joe Mixon, Gabe Davis, Garrett Wilson, Travis Kelsey, Zeke, Hollywood Brown looking at his bench. He could probably throw Cam Akers in there. That's probably maybe Cordero Patterson because they just run the ball constantly. And then Ben, he's got Josh Allen. He's got Rudge Hadwhite, Eckler, Amon Ra, Juju, Darren Waller. I mean, I'm guessing he's he hasn't probably played Darren Waller once this year, has he? Maybe right at the beginning of the year. He's got the Red Hot Zay Jones, Deontay Johnson, Leo Fournette looking at his bench. He could maybe throw in Zonovan Knight if he plays. He's got Jamal Williams. Maybe if Tyler throws in Cordero Patterson, Ben will throw in Cordero Patterson just for that little cancellation piece. But I don't know. Interesting. I'm looking at the teams. I'm going Ben Binder this week. What do you guys got? Slam dunk. Ben Binder. It's not even going to be close. Ben might win by 50. Oh, you know, Stevenson's putting up points, right? Okay. One guy. Travis Kelsey is putting if up big points. Travis Kelsey's going to do, going to get him. To yeah. Win. Yeah. So I'm going Tyler Tiktonis. Um, And I, I, I think it's easy. I think it's easy. I mean, Ben, Ben's starting two running backs from the same team. Zay Jones is a guy that's going to go 30 to four easily. He's nothing. Darren Waller, who's going to throw him the ball? Carr? So, Darren Waller is a shadow of himself. So, I do want to say this about Zay Jones, though. Dallas Cowboys defense, they're like. They're like a JV team out there right now. Well, the, if you just throw away from Trayvon Diggs, yeah, that second cornerback, oh, my God, it's really bad. Gardner Minshew. <laughs> but Zay Jones, he's probably going to be locked up by Sauce Gardner because Christian Kirk's going to play the slot, and it's going to be Sauce on Zay Jones. And that dude is not giving up crap. Pickett's so tiny Jay- hands trying to throw it to Deontay Johnson? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. It's, Johnson, it's Tyler, they- Tyler by 30 points. I don't think I'd Who play does Tyler Dr. have Johnson? that you're you're hating on everybody on Ben's team? Who does Tyler have that scares you? Uh, you're you're gonna say Garrett Evenson, Mixon, Gabe Davis against the Bears, Garrett Wilson, who's just been a target Gabe. machine, Travis Kelsey, who is Travis Kelsey. Um, how did he scored uh, the last how many weeks? Like the last on, six weeks, keep but talking about his flexes, Jake. Keep talking about him. 
I, I want to hear. I want to hear you say it out of your mouth. Yeah, but his his flexes are really. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not going to talk up his flexes, but they're they're better than Ben's. Oh my God, no way! Zay Jones, Deontay Johnson, and Leonard Fournette. You're saying Zeke, Zonovan Knight, and Marquise Brown are better than them three? Don't yell at me. I'm just going to be like right about this, Justin and then you're going to act like you weren't arguing about this. I'm not even going to argue with you. Hollywood, I would say, would be yes, but he's going to be on his third-string quarterback. Zeke going against a good Philly run defense. I don't know. He's going to be very touchdown dependent. Son of a night. We don't know if he's going to play. I do what, think that what hurts. good Philly defense. Philly good rush run defense. Yeah, the Bears yeah. just fucking carved him up. They carved him. Carved them. Carved them all up. Carved them up. You're, that, that's probably the dumbest thing you've ever said. Carved them up. How many total? Yeah. You take away the quarterback running. What? How many had a good day. What's that? How many touch, or how many day. yards did he have? I, I think like he got it. He had like 50 or something. Okay. 50 yards. Zeke gets you 50 yards. That's nothing. He's not gonna, he's not gonna do anything in the passing game. Red if zone. Montgomery didn't score a touchdown, his day was goal line. Goal line targets. Everyone knows Eagles are the worst goal line team in the NFL. All right. We'll see if you're you didn't right. know that. You didn't know that? No. The Bears had a total of 60 yards. Uh, I could just make up sacks like, like that. No one's had a total know. of 60 yards. You rushing. have to look it up. But. Minus Justin Fields. All right. Yeah. All right. That's it for our playoff predictions. It's going to be interesting. Final four. I know there's the five and six placement game. We have Brett Adams, Nate Wedick, Eric Ron, Kevin Kamnitz. We don't have to preview that game. It's only fifth and sixth place. Best of luck to you guys. It's the top two scorers. High score gets fifth, fifth place. The second highest score gets sixth place. Best of luck to you guys. Sorry, we're not covering you, but. Good luck. We don't, we don't talk about losers. Yeah. So, all right. Guys, are you ready? This is what we've been waiting for. We're going to give everybody a little preview of this offseason. So just a little heads for up. For Dynasty. For Dynasty, yeah. So we're going to do the next, we'll have a podcast episode the next two weeks. So we'll do our championship preview. And then the f- next week after that, um, we're going to open up, like I'm going to reach out to everybody for some feedback that we can do. Um, we're going to kind of look back at the 2022 season. And just recap our the championship match, but then we're going to take a little break, uh, as every good podcast does. They take a little break because it's kind of just a dead time, nothing to really talk about in the NFL playoffs as far as fantasy football. But then when we come back, we're going to do all dynasty related content for probably three to four months. Not exactly sure, but each week we're going to do dynasty related topics. So we're going to give you guys a little taste of that. We are going to talk about the top, our top seven dynasty rookies heading into the 2023 season. Now, our Eric and Jake are going to go at it in a super flex approach, and I'm going to give it in a one quarterback approach. Now, clearly, these guys do not have a team. You know, a lot of that's a lot of their rankings are going to change once the NFL draft happens and where they're placed. But we're just going based off talent, based off of what we think their ceiling is, their floor is. So we're going to have a little fun with this. 
I'll let you guys start. And I am going to warn the people, don't listen to Jake. <laughs> he already knew what I was going to say. Jake is kind of already listen to him. This is, that, this is, that's listen bullshit. to him, but he's, he's going to give us some hot takes. Love it. Nope. Maybe, it's bullshit. Hey, I don't, I'm not appreciating the hate that I'm getting before <laughs> I even give you my rankings and explain them to you. I'm not right, appreciating. I, I can't it. wait for this. So Eric, like, I don't know. Like maybe you could wait until after I give it, and right. then maybe give me. Hate, you're but like, I don't. Under, I don't. I don't appreciate the. All you're gonna say is your first name at number one, and I'm just gonna hate it. Maybe he's just. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, I do this. I do the same thing every week in this podcast, where whatever Eric says. I can twist it the opposite way every time. So Can't wait I mean, whatever you want to do. All right, Eric. So how do you want to start. do it? You want to do like top three first? And so then what I'm going to do is we'll just go away. number. We'll each give our number one. Um, I don't care. You could just say the name and that's it. You can give a little background on why you said this. I actually wrote a novel on why my prediction or why okay. I'm saying what. Oh, so Eric, well, I didn't I'll, prepare anything. That's all right. You don't have to. All right, Eric, give us number one who you would take at the 101 in a Superflex Dynasty rookie draft. I don't care if it's if you're only starting three people, if you're starting 20 people, Superflex, standard, it doesn't matter. It's Bijan. Bijan Robinson is the number one pick, and there's really no argument against it. He's 21 years old. I don't have any of his rushing stats on it right now. I believe he's – I don't even think he sat out a year, did he? I think nope. he went. He started as a true freshman, sophomore, junior. Now he's getting drafted. So, yeah. I it the only thing that I would say that could hurt him is where he gets drafted by. But like he would have to get like drafted by the 49ers where he's behind McCaffrey for it to really hurt him, which obviously is not going to happen. But anywhere else he goes, he is the number one. He's playing from day one, um, barring injury. So yeah, number one. All right. Love it, Jake. So keep in mind, everyone, this is super flex. You can start. What that means is you can start two quarterbacks and super flex. You know, let's say like in ours, what's ours court, Eric, is this, uh, uh, is it 12 or 14 teams? Uh, 14, 14. Yep. There aren't, there's only 32 quarterbacks in the NFL. So there's not a lot available. You take a quarterback, 1-1, especially this year. You go with C.J. Stroud. Um, C.J. Stroud is a complete quarterback. Um, I'm a big Justin Fields guy, but C.J. Stroud is is the whole package. He can run. He can also pass. He's got 3,300 yards passing. He's got 37 touchdowns this year with six six interceptions, Um, and that's playing against some really good defenses in college football. Um, uh, you know, if, 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 if I'm, if I'm Derek and I just play in these garbage single quarterback leagues, yeah, it's not the right pick, but in a real man's super flex league, CJ Stroud, it's not even close. I don't have any quarterbacks because a one quarterback league top seven, you don't take a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's but, unlimited quarterbacks available. Well, I wouldn't say that. You only have to start one. Right, but you still have to. There's not a ton of you quarterbacks sitting on the waiver. Still, yeah, but... you want to get a top 12. So, 
Actually, you know what? I'm going to, I'll wait. Cause I know Eric will talk about quarterbacks. So I'm kind of interested to see who he's going to have as number one, but I, I, I have a little feedback to your one-on-one, not saying it's wrong. Cause I, 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 in theory, I think nine times out of 10 in a super flex, you take a quarterback, but I don't think this year has that dominant. If it was Caleb Williams coming out, even with Bijan, who I think the Bijan is the clear-cut 101. He would have been the clear-cut 101 last year. He would have been probably the clear-cut 101 the year prior. If Caleb Williams was coming out, this elite quarterback, yeah. I don't know if there's that elite quarterback this year. There's some good quarterbacks. So so tell me something. Um, prior to the year, um, who's your best – who's the best uh, running back in the league? Who would you take 1-1 this year? I guess, he, I guess you took 1-2. Who would I have taken? Me? No, who did Are you we take? Are talking overall? Just, I'm talking, N- yeah, I'm just talking NFL in general. Oh, Jonathan Taylor. I didn't Jonathan want to take Taylor. him. I wanted Christian McCaffrey. I'm just saying, Jonathan Taylor. What won leagues this year? Quarterbacks. Yeah. He get injured, first off. Yeah. So, yes, running backs have the highest. Running backs injury. get injured a lot. Yeah. Running backs do have the <laughs> highest. Quarterbacks get injured. Risk. But yet they still have the highest ceiling to get you the biggest advantage too. You have to look at both sides of it. It's a double-edged sword. It really is. But so Jake, would you at the 102 take Patrick Mahomes, Justin Fields, Josh Allen, if we were to do it all over again? Since you know, I, I, I mean, we're talking dynasty here too. Not I, I know, but for a redraft, I would, I wouldn't have taken a quarterback one-one. But I would have taken them to twenty-four. Yeah, that, that's. T- I mean, I basically did that. That that's what happened this year, though. Quarterbacks were getting drafted in the second, mid to second, late second round. Josh Allen, yeah. Patrick Mahomes. So that's and I didn't. Really and that's what my team said. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know what we're arguing about anymore. Yeah. CJ Stroud won one easily. All right. I. I mean, I can see it if he if. CJ Stroud is the best quarterback in this draft. Just and he actually look hit. at his numbers. It's insane. And so look okay, at his receiver. So this is before the college playoff. And I think that tells a lot too with these top four teams, with these quarterbacks. I think that shows a lot. I obviously you saw like um remember when Ohio State played Clemson? You got to see those quarterbacks showcase their talent and they both looked really good. Like right. there's a lot of teams. They're like, I would take you, I'd take either one of those quarterbacks on my team, no matter what. And they, you know, they weren't even, didn't even play an NFL game yet. I think it's important to point out too, because I'm going to, I'll get into who you're going to battle CJ Stroud against, I guess, later. But Stroud had, what did you say, 37 touchdowns this year? That's with losing his top three weapons. Now, yes, he has Marvin Harrison Jr., but he lost the best wide receiver in country. Olave. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah. yeah but look at who he's played with. Those guys. What's that? Look at who he's played with, too. Like, how the hell can't you be good and you have, you're playing right. with those receivers? True. Yeah. That's, that's, so, a, I mean, that's, that's the, that's just the devil's advocate approach. I mean, yep. hopefully he goes to a good situation and he won't. He tears it up. That, mean, that's the only thing. He's going to go to Houston and yeah. suck, probably. I don't know. But you right. can't. All right, now we don't know. I'm not picking these players based off of what teams they're going to be on. I'm just going yep. talent. 
Yep. And that's the thing. A lot can this change. This is definitely going to change three times in the next three months, probably. So. Yep. All right. So my number one is Bijan Robinson on Texas running back. Um, I knew going into last year that, you know, I, I traded up, traded everything I have to win last year. And I knew going into this year, I was going to trade everything I could to completely tank. And I did that. I did that right from the time I won the Super Bowl last year. I said, all right, I'm tanking and I'm going to do whatever I can to get the one-on-one pick because I want B. John Robinson. He's, I think he's been the best running back prospect we've seen since Saquon, since we've seen Zeke. I mean, Saquon's biggest thing isn't just injury, but you know, when he's on the field, the guy is extremely dynamic. He says, I would say he's as complete of a back as you can get. Um, he has the deep speed. He runs around a four, four forty, so he can beat those defenders, but he also has got that Zeke, you know, just, I'm going to run right through the chest of somebody, get that extra yard, you know, be that guy in the fourth quarter that nobody wants to tackle. Um, like I said, I think he should be the one-on-one in all formats. Um, the guy can catch the ball. He can line up as a wide receiver. Um, what do I have? He has 104 missed tackles, which is miles ahead of close, the next closest running back. Uh, 12 games, Robinson had nine games of 100 more rushing yards. He had 209 against Kansas State and 243 versus the Kansas Jayhawks. 243 and four touchdowns and didn't play in the quarter. He's as much as a close, he's as close as you, I think you can get to a uh, can't miss prospect that we've seen in a long time. So he's my 1A. I do have a 1B in this class, but Bijan, I mean, like you said, he's 21 years old for the next five, six years. I think he is, I think he's already the 101 in regular one quarterback formats. If you were to draft starting from the beginning, I think you would take Bijan Robinson over the likes of Brees Hall, Kenny Walker, um, Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, uh, even Justin Jefferson, you know, those Jamar Chase. I think he is the 101. <laughs> ready as a dynasty running back jake who would you take <laughs> right two one one on one if you were to start in a one quarterback league i'm not saying i'm not talking super flex now i'm talking one on a one quarterback can league. i get through my entire rankings first you're shaking your head at me like i was crazy <laughs> oh no i was shaking your head at, at the people you were saying you would draft him over who would you draft over him? The only other person I would say would be Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase. I would take him over any of those running backs. I mean, I'd take Jonathan Taylor, but. How many more years does Jonathan Taylor have him have in him? Think how many miles. Well, has can we his... get through my rankings before I start talking about. Okay. These guys? Derek, yeah. Go through, go through one B Derek. I want to hear. Who All right. My one B is Jamar Gibbs out of Alabama running back. Like I said, this is one quarterback, so it's going to be a little different than you guys because you guys probably have a quarterback in this place. I think he's the 1B. In most years, he's probably the 101 in drafts. He is Elvin Kamara 2.0. Um, out of Alabama, he's just extremely smooth. Someone that is electric out of his cuts. Yeah, he measures at six foot, just over 200 pounds. He can play wide receiver, and he's not just that traditional you know, running back running you know, outs or slants. This guy has the full wide receiver tree. He is by far the best wide receiver. I mean, he's Christian. I would say he might be coming out of college more complete of a wide receiver than Christian McCaffrey. And we look at Christian McCaffrey as that maybe the best receiving running back. So could you say he's a more 
um, complete receiver than Bajorn Mustard yeah, Robinson. But, uh, I would say yes, but I would say as far as a running back. Man, isn't that pretty valuable in fantasy? It is. Isn't That's it? why I have him as the 1B. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, all right. Who does Gibbs remind you of, an, like an, an NFL guy right now? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. He, he reminds me a lot of Aaron Jones, the way he runs. Yeah. yeah I could see a little Aaron Jones in him. Catching yeah. the ball. I don't know, just like the way he runs, but yeah. Kamara. Those are two really good running backs. Yeah, I definitely. Huh. All right, Eric, who's your two? So this is where currently right now I differ a little bit from Jake. So he has C.J. Stroud ahead of Bryce Young. I have Bryce Young ahead of C.J. Stroud. I just think Bryce Young, his, he's got a small stature. He does. But the way he can move in a pocket – and he's not like he's not like a Justin Fields or Jalen Hurts like running around all the time. He just knows how to feel the pocket, read the blitz, go through his progressions, and find good. I mean, he had like no receivers to throw to this year. He lost Jamison Williams last year, and he I can't think of oh he had Jalen Waddle the year before. So they obviously elevated his stat and Devonte Smith. And Devonte Smith, yeah. yeah. But it's just he. I mean, he he has nobody this year, so. He's got two losses for Alabama, and I hate to see – I hate investing a lot in a quarterback who loses a lot of college games, especially if you're in Alabama and you lose two games and you're their leader. It's not a great look, but I still – I just – I like the tape that I've seen on Bryce Young. Like I said, the way that he can read compared to C.J. Stroud, it just – I don't know. I, I think Bryce Young just throws a little better ball than C.J. Stroud, but – as right now, like like we said, it all depends on what situation they get dropped into, too. If Bryce Young goes to Houston and C.J. Stroud goes to, say, Carolina, I'd probably going to like C.J. Stroud a little better. So Bryce Young's my number two in Superflex currently. All right, now that you've both given your quarterbacks, I will say, and I told you guys this, and Eric, I know you hate this, I think Will Levis will be the first quarterback taken in the NFL draft. Who I has said, the high? Who has the it. highest ceiling? Didn't even crack my top seven. <laughs> Just saying. Do you even watch look his at tape? a quarterback? Yeah. It looks. Well, we it could, looks decent, and, he, and yet he's got a strong arm. But strong so, arm. He's got the athleticism. He's got the build to him. But but what quarterbacks drafted based off of their uh ceiling measurables. and not their per college production have been successful. Josh Allen. Josh Allen was had big time stats for for Wyoming though. He had huge numbers. Will Levis yeah, at one point. He's also playing against Will him. Levis did not play very well this season. Will Levis at one point was a Heisman favorite. So yes, he did do decently well. It's it's really hard to compare those two because Will Levis is playing against SEC talent, and his team's pretty well trash. He lost what Wandale Robinson. That's last true. Year. That, and Josh Allen played against who? He he was played for Wyoming. I don't even know what conference they're in. That. So what? What are you saying? Will Levis is a Heisman favorite right now? No, he was at one point. He was in the Heisman conversation. But but based off of what though? And carrying his team. His, to an undefeated record for his stats are trash. Well, at his the end, are, when he starts playing like 
the Bamas of the world, you know, the good quality teams. Yeah, but we're talking about quarterbacks that played the Bamas, played the best teams, and still put up numbers. Stroud, what did he do against Michigan? The only good team he played. Nothing. I could probably look it up. And he had the best wide receiver in the country. I think the point, and- Derek's, Derek's making a point of Will Levis has the best tools of all the quarterbacks. And if he gets into the right situation with the right quarterback whisper in the NFL, and they can develop them like they developed Josh. Josh Allen came in the league, and that first year looked like he was a total Ryan Leaf bust. Yep. And then the next year, now all of a sudden he's a top three quarterback, maybe top one quarterback in the league. I'm just saying, watch the comp. Stroud and Young are by far the more polished, ready to go. Watch the combine, and scouts are just going to go crazy over Will Levis. They're going to look at his size, his arm, his talent. Yeah, even though you're talking, you're talking about the the Raiders, like that kind of. I'm talking about the continuous mistakes. I'm just saying, you're talking about teams that are are continuously making mistakes and making bad players. Well, just saying. That's My what I think. Theory is that he turns into Paxton Lynch because I remember when I used oh, to watch God. Paxton Lynch when he came out and I thought he had every tool in the book. I was like, he's going to be a stud when he got drafted by Denver. Total bust. Yeah. But hey, first round quarterbacks, 35% hit rate. So clearly the NFL scouts don't even know. Trey Lance. Yeah, Trey Lance. He's the third best quarterback on the team. Brock Purdy's. He might he, be. Brock Purdy. It's kind of a good story, but hey, let's move. Let's keep moving on, Jake. Who's your yeah? Your so one? um, this this would be my number one, my one one. If he hadn't gotten hurt, um, I think that he will get end up getting drafted into a better position. Um, I think he has. I think he's the most complete quarterback in this draft. Um, he's had success against the best teams in the country and still put up production without all of the five-star players around him. And that's Hendon Hooker for Tennessee. Um, He's 27 touchdowns, two interceptions, 3,100 yards. Um, He was was the star in Tennessee and took them to best season since Peyton Manning. Eric, I'll let you comment on that one. <laughs> hey, as much as I hate that take, I'll be the first one to admit, midway through the year, I fell in love with Hendon Hooker. I was placing bets on him. They were destroying teams. They they came back. I can't remember who the hell they were down by, like two scores. And I was like, God, I lost that bet because I picked him to win by 17, and they still won by like 20 because he let him back. He's good. He's athletic. I think he's got a slow release. I don't think he's going to be crap. He's going to be Josh Johnson in the NFL. I He's got Jalen Hyatt, who's really elevating him. Because he's, I mean, he's got two two wide receivers that might get drafted in the first two rounds of the NFL draft. Um, Yeah, I, he just tore, what, he just tore his ACL, right? I think is what it was. Yeah, but nowadays ACLs are ACLs for no, quarterback. Yeah, for a quarterback. And he's not a running quarterback. He's yeah. he's a little bit. He yeah, I mean he, he is, but it's not it's not his not. first yeah. Right. It's not his thing. I just you know, I don't I thought I thought when I when I saw him play 
the top tier talent. He did not look very good. And I wouldn't take him in the top two rounds of uh, Superflex Dynasty draft right now. Ooh, I, I would take, you wouldn't take him in the I top would, two rounds? Oh, Eric, uh, I would. Oh. <laughs> top two rounds, maybe not the first round, but top two. Mm. Well, I, I'd have to dig. I have to dig a little deeper yet. I haven't dug that deep, but. Jake, I like it. It's pulled. There's at least. Yeah. There's at least four quarterbacks I would take over him right now. Yeah, and they would be wrong, but whatever. <laughs> In your opinion, yes. Yeah, Eric, I, I, I hope I hope you don't take him. Okay, Eric, give Derek, us your third. Turn, no. All right, my third: Jackson Smith, Najigawa, JSN, Ohio State. So here's what I wrote. If the NFL rules were a little bit different last year, he would have gone in the first round. He would have been a top 15 pick as a sophomore. Um, you look at who he played with last year. He played with Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Oh, and Marvin Harrison Jr. He also started ahead of Jamison Williams, which made Jamison Williams transfer to Alabama. I think this guy is, and he was the number one receiver last year for the team. He had more yards and receptions. So he had 95 yards and um, set a big 10 record for 1,606 receiving yards in the bowl game, uh, the Rose bowl game, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave did set out. So, but his stats were 347 receiving yards on 15 receptions and was named the MVP of the Rose bowl. So the dude is a stud now missed most of the season actually he missed all of the season so we're kind of just basing on his rookie and sophomore season um he only played in three games which i don't think he actually even played a full game so i do think that might hurt a little bit but i do think the nfl already knows what they have in him great hands route running he's not that speed demon that elite separator but he's got good body control he's smart he's good down the middle of the field the only thing missing like i said is that home run speed but like the he doesn't have the Tyreek Hill, the Jameson Williams speed, but dude, you want to come. This is kind of a big comparison. And I say Cooper cup. He, he's just Cooper cups, not going to wow you with the speed, but the dude is just so smart with his route running. He's great with the ball in his hand. So yeah, JSN, he's my top wide receiver. He's my one Oh three in a one quarterback league. I, I like him. It just, he hasn't played and yeah. this year and yeah. is he, how bad is he hurt? I, I guess we're going to have to see the combine. If he comes out of the combine and just blows it up, I'll completely agree with you 100%. But Rivers has it. He could play in the bowl games, but he's just sitting out knowing he's going to the NFL, which if, if I'm him, absolutely I think, could be right. Yeah. yeah. But my, my approach to JSN is I agree with most everything you said, except for, when he played last year with Garrett Wilson and Olave and Marvin Harrison Jr., he lit up the he he lit up the Big Ten, the NCA, everything, right? And then that uh, Big Ten championship game or whatever that was, or did it, was it the national championship game? Big Ten championship. Big no, 10 no champion? it was the Rose Bowl game. A Rose Bowl game. Was he doing that because he's that studly good, or was he doing that because? he's the third read for every defense that he plays against because they got Olave and Garrett Wilson on the outside and he's just eating them up underneath. Well, that's my, that's, thing, that's my only question. Yeah, but he outproduced them though. Receptions, he did that without Olave, without Wilson playing. So he was the one, the one time he was the number one. When was that? He did, that was the Rose Bowl game. Olave and oh, Wilson didn't, didn't play. play and he just set a big, I, I, so 
if I could draft any wide receiver coming that is in college football, it'd be Marvison Harrison Jr. Marvison Harrison, I think, is by far he's yeah. next year he's the best. I might take him one on one next year, even over a running back in a one quarterback league. The guy is just that good. He played over him. Like he played over Jameson Williams. He played over Chris Olave. He or he did better than Chris Olave. He did better than Garrett Wilson. Now Wilson Olave had more touchdowns, but overall production, JSN was the top dog. And you look at those guys, these guys are all, you know, potentially top 10 wide rook or dynasty wide receivers. So I don't know. Hopefully the talent translates. Hopefully he, like Jake said, hopefully he's healthy, but yeah, I, I have one, I have one wide receiver above him. Um, but like, that's a gun to my head right now without seeing training camp, without seeing what team they get drafted to. But just that that's next just based up, what? Is that your next player? It's not. Okay. I was going to say, if it is, go. But, no, all right, Eric, who's your one three? Um, my one three is CJ Stroud. It's basically interchangeable with Bryce Young right now. It's for all the reasons Jake gave before. He's 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 really good. I mean, and he's doing a lot with a pretty little this year, minus Marvin Harrison. But as of right now, not knowing the situation, I'm gonna pick him at one three right now. I like Bryce Young's leadership. I actually love his leadership. I think he's just smart football player. But like Jake, I would probably take Stroud over Young. Young's size scares me. I'm not going to lie. When you got yeah. smaller arms than I do and I got chicken arms, that scares me a little bit. Yeah, but I can see that. To me, right now, to me right now, it's a coin toss, but I just I like his instincts. I like Bryce Young's instincts a little better than CJ Stroud. And at the NFL level, I think think that that's going to help him read defenses. I think he's going to have an easier time reading those defenses better than C.J. Stroud. So that's the only thing that has me ahead of C.J. Stroud right now, but that could change. I can't believe you guys didn't have Max Duggan in your top two. Is he even is he coming he, out? He declared. Game? He just declared. No so. thanks. All right, Jake, who's your three? Jameer Gibbs, Alabama, running back. Um, you guys already kind of talked about his strengths. I, I, what, what really, um, wait, what I really out. like about what I really like about him. Like timeout. All right. What do you want to say? Did you not say Bijan yet? I'm just curious. No. Okay. I'll continue. I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't know if um, I misheard you. Here Gibbs. He, his production uh, as a wide receiver, obviously NFL fantasy. That puts you in that it's it's you guys are comparing him to Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones. He's also not been run into the ground. He he has half as many attempt carries as um Bjorn uh Mustard Robinson. Uh he he's a fresh back coming out of the draft. He's got all the skill, he has all the tools to be an explosive huge points re- targets receptions fantasy back I, I think he's a he's a sure sure thing running back um in the nfl for fantasy relevance i agree with everything you said i mean i think like i said one a and one b i think th- this year these two it'd be the two i mean you look at Brees hall and kenny walker from last year two absolute studs they would be drafted behind these two running backs 
Right. I, I just think this is the year of the I, next tier of studs. And, and I'll just, I'll, I guess I could just go into four too, because yeah. Bajoran is number four, so I can compare the two. Uh, obviously, you guys look at him. He, he's a good back, but he's been running to the ground. They're running him 40 times a game. And you're going to, you're going to take that and put him. you know, there's a shelf life on running backs and you're talking about dynasty. You know, how many years does he have when you're talking 40, 40 carries a game. And then you're going to go into the NFL season. He's probably going to get drafted high. He's probably going to get drafted by a team like the Texans. who are just going to run him into the ground more. You know, how many years are you going to get out of him? You're going to get four or five. Okay. My question, my question to you, Jake is, you are talking about Bijan being behind Gibbs because of getting 40 rushes a game. Well, and, and the receiving. Uh, okay. Gibbs is a better receiver. So that that, that is also But it's close. I mean, why. Gibbs is elite. But, but Jonathan Taylor was getting about 50 rushes a game at Wisconsin for four years straight. Now he's been getting that the last two years. And well, look at him now. Him look at him now. One. Yeah, but look you're still now. talking about taking him number one. So I, I, I would regret it. I took him 1-1, one, one and now I'm probably never going to draft him ever again. <laughs> my only worry with Jameer Gibbs is he's a he's a little bit smaller he got hurt this year and he's five eleven, and he didn't have a full workload this year can he handle a full NFL workload or is he just going to get the Tony Pollard effect or the you know get 15 touches if at most a game because they're worried that he can't hold up to a whole NFL season that's what would worry me about Jameer Gibbs but Bijan's going to be the three down back Gibbs, I mean, every passing situation, you're never going to take him off the field. He's just, right. He's just a cheat code out there as a running back. I don't know. Like you said, his size, like he needs to put on weight. He's at smaller, you know, 200 pounds, not like 200 pounds is that small, but right. if he wants to be that three, that pounding guy, but in today's NFL, how many guys, you know, it's, it's a split backfield for the majority of of teams so i mean if your running back is getting 70 percent of the carries that's a win at this point where it used to be a guy was getting 100 percent of the carries so jake hey you know i love Bijan, but i also like gibbs so at least he didn't mess, mess up the running backs and throw somebody else in there eric who's your four well my fourth is jameer gibbs um it's like you said Running backs are going to dominate this year's draft. Bijan, number one. And then for super flex reasons, I got Bryce Young and CJ Stroud at one, at two and three. But then I think you have to go back to Jameer Gibbs before you even touch any of the wide receivers yet. Like, like we talked about, he can, he's comparable to, um, you know, McCaffrey or Kamara or, or even uh, Aaron Jones, just a good pass catching back, good feel for the game. He's got that speed and that elusiveness. The only thing that worries me is holding up to that NFL season, being able to to withstand all those big hits from them linebackers compared to what he's getting right now. So, um, but yeah, he'd be my my second position player, but um, second running back, but before any wide receivers. Yeah. Right. Another thing about Gibbs is this is only his this is his only year at Alabama. It wasn't like he played at Alabama his entire career and put up these monster numbers. He went to he was at Georgia Tech the year before and still put up the same numbers. Yeah, but for a much, Georgia Tech where they run it like sixty times. Yeah, that's, that's all they do is run. 
I mean, he still put up plenty of receiving numbers. He had 36 receptions in 2021. So, I mean, that's a lot of receptions for running back. All right. My four is Quentin Johnson, wide receiver out of TCU. So when I go into drafts, I love me some big wide receivers, that prototypical monster guy. So I debated Jason or Quentin Johnson as my top wide receiver. I mean, it's going to be landing dependent on these two. I mean, if Quentin Johnson goes to a prime location, I I think he moves ahead of JSN. The top two guys, Bijan and Gibbs, I don't care what they do. It would take something terrible to move out of the top two spots. So like I said, big guy, you can't teach the size. He's got great ball skills, you know, going, he's bigger than every wide or cornerback that most cornerbacks is going to face. He's 6'4", 210 plus pounds. So he's got the size advantage. Um, he's got great high point uh, catchability. Um, but for a guy's size, uh, he has an exceptional burst of speed. So he's very fast. He's actually agile out of his routes. So, you know, we looked at DK coming out of college. That was the one big knot for DK is he just wasn't agile. He just wasn't quick out of his routes. Well, look at him. I mean, he's a stud. So I think he's faster than that. His hands are a bit of concern. Uh, he did have a 13.1% drop rate, which kind of raises some red flags, but his separation, um, and his size, I think kind of separates himself for the rest. I kind of compared him to a Martavius Bryant. I've read that too online as well as, I mean, Bryant, his first year was dominant. He is just that, but I do think he has better, um, route. I think he has a more progressive route tree and he's better, um, with the separation where Martavius Bryant was just kind of that stretch of the field monster. So I don't know, like him. Hopefully he goes to a good spot. Hopefully he pays off. Okay, he's not in my top seven, but um, I, I like him. Um, I I hope I get him at like, uh, what do I have? Like the eighth or ninth pick. Hope I get him down there. Flex, you know, four. Flex. I have four, and I have nine, eight or nine or something. Yeah, in a one quarterback league, he's never making eight or nine, but in a super flex, when you got the quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I, I mean, didn't. I, I didn't know a lot about it. I didn't watch a lot of TCU uh, football this year. Um, I did watch the Kansas State game and I saw that guy line up, go out for some passes. I'm like, who is this guy? He's yeah. a monster. Yeah, he and is. he's fast. Yeah, I agree. Very fast. So he's exciting. He is. If you look at him, and if there's anybody that's going to be probably a top two, top three dynasty wide receiver out of this class, it's probably going to be him because he's just got that size. So, what what number was he for you, Derek? Four. I'm at four. What, who's your top three then? You have Bijan. Bijan gives JSN and then Quentin. What? All right. What's up? All right, Eric, give us our five. My five is Quentin Johnston. Actually, he's actually my number one wide receiver in this class. Like you said, all good points that you pointed out. His his size and speed. Him in the open field, he doesn't move like a 6'4", 215-pound receiver. But, uh, I mean, Max Dugan, his quarterback, was uh, Heisman hopeful this year. He got there by throwing the ball up deep to Quentin Johnston. Now, I think he only had like five touchdowns or something like that, so that wasn't that great either. But they also had a really good run game. Um, But, yeah, for every reason you said, as of right now, before we know the situation, Quentin Johnston's got the size, the speed. He could be Mike Williams out there if he puts a little more weight on. Um, but 
yeah, he's my number one wide receiver in this class at number five overall. Yeah. Jake, who's your five? I got Bryce Young at number five. I, I, um, I think you got to take him at number five in dynasty, but I think he's a guy that you stash on your bench and hope for Jalen hurts like, um, progression. I don't think he has a year one, year two season. Maybe he doesn't even play. Maybe he's a backup. But I think you hope that he ends up like Jalen Hurts. Um, that's his best case scenario. But Jalen Hurts, obviously, MVP candidate this year. And that's not a bad thing. I just think he's going to need some – he's going to have some development. He's not going to come out and throw those numbers, fantasy numbers for you first year. Or second year, maybe. I am hoping he gets drafted by Detroit. You throw Williams, Amon Ra with him. I think Bryce Young could explode. If that happens, he's going. I mean, I'm. I dynasty draft. I'm not going to be real excited about drafting a Lions quarterback, but I mean, maybe someone else would. Hey, this ain't your mama's Lions anymore. Uh, Is there a team in the NFL that, okay, if you're not a fan of the Lions, I mean, maybe Jake, you like the Bears, so they're in your division. But do you not root for Detroit to do well? Like it's kind of fun. I do. They're a fun team I'm to watch. Not a big Dan Campbell fan. I'm not a big. Uh, I don't know. I'm just not a big Dan Campbell guy. But I do like the Lions, and I think if any rookie quarterback went there and Jared Goff was gone, that is the number one situation that a rookie quarterback could walk into next year, in my opinion, with the weapons, the young weapons that they have there, and a good offensive line. I think that's hands down. If Will if Will Levis goes there, he, I might draft him over both of these guys. I, I just don't I just don't like Bryce Young's size. I agree. Um, that it, it, that's my thing with it. That's my worry. Yeah. All right. Did you guys already? You both said five. Yep. Yep. All right. Five. So this one's going to be probably not a traditional number five, but he does have the best name in the class. And that's the running back out of Auburn, Tank Bigsby. Is there a better okay. freaking name for a running back than Tank? I mean, Bigsby? it's a sweet, it's a sweet Jesus. name. If Obviously, I get this guy on my team, somehow Tank Bigsby is going to be part of my team name. Dude, this guy is a downhill runner. He uh, six foot, two hundred ten pounds. He is fast. He excels off brushing off tackles, but he is explosive. Um, he does rely on speed and powerfulness a little too much at times. He's not that much or very patient. Um, he kind of, he commits to a hole too fast rather than waiting for his blocks, but he gets away with it. Cause he's just got great vision when it comes to getting past that first level. The guy can make guys miss 5.5 yards per carry. Um, he averages 4.16 yards per or after contact, uh, and misses a force, a missed tackle on 40% of his carries in 2022. He's not a Gibbs. He's not a Robinson. As far as receiving, he can catch. I mean, he's not a liability, but he's not going to be the guy that they are going to look for on third downs. Uh, he did catch 40 passes this year, um, but he is kind of my dark horse star for this class. There are two guys that I kind of thought he reminded me of the two times I played one Adrian Peterson, which is how he's explosive. He's, he's fierce. He's, He's mean, but he more so. I would say he's more of a Demarco Murray style. So, I was thinking I did, I, Eckler. I did Eckler? see something on him that 
his offensive line is just terrible. Maybe a little bigger than Eckler. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like, a little bit bigger than Eckler. Yeah, he's way bigger than Eckler, isn't he? Yeah, he's six foot. That's tall for that's big for yeah, running. Eckler's back. like five two. Well, I, or at least he looks like five two. two but, yeah, but no, Tank Bigsby sees so many defensive linemen in the backfield before. By the time he touches the ball, there's already a guy in the backfield. Like he has to be elusive and break them tackles right away. But and and he's being productive on an SEC team when the other defenses know that they're going to run the ball right. and he's still right. productive. Right. That's why I love this guy. I think he, out of all the players, he could be the one that's shooting up the draft boards the most. Cause I think he could be a surprise high running back taken. He's one of them guys that depends like on the situation he goes to. Yeah. He, he's going to play wherever he goes. Yeah. So, all right. Who do you guys have for six? Uh, number six, I have Jordan Addison and number six. Uh, I, I, uh, I have him above, uh, Jackson Smith, Najigba, um, just based off of, he's been playing, um, he's been putting up numbers and it isn't even the numbers really. It's like, he's a playmaker. Um, I, I compare him to OBJ. That would be, that'd be who I would compare him to. Um, he just has a knack for, um, getting to the ball and he's, he's a good route runner. Um, yeah. A lot of NFL teams looking for that. I'll, since I have him at six, Eric, I'm going to go ahead of you. So I do like Addison. He's probably going to be more of a slot guy, but in today's NFL slots, it's where a lot of targets come in a PPR slot guys matter. He's not big by any means. He's not tall. He doesn't have, you know, a lot of weight to him. He's kind of, I don't want to say Devonte Smith like, but he's kind of built like that. He did get hurt this year, suffered a leg injury, but he kind of came back and his usage was varying towards the end of the season. He caught a total of 59 balls for 875 yards and eight touchdowns. He was with the best quarterback in the country, Caleb Williams, which always helps. Uh, but the guy is crazy talented. He gets the ball, you know, out of the air. He just plucks it away and he can explode, you know, as soon as he gets the ball. He's very twitchy, can make guys miss. Definitely a serious threat after the catch. Um, you said OBJ. I went, I'm giving these guys some high praise, but I do see OBJ. I do see a Justin Jefferson like style guy. Doesn't have the size, but just how dominant he size. can be. Yeah. That's why I was saying OBJ. Um, just, you know, based off of his, his playmaking skills and his size, you know, OBJ, not a big guy. He actually didn't get drafted high because of his size. Right. Um, all right, Eric, who's your six? Well, screw both of you guys because he was actually my number six as well. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. He's my number two wide receiver in this class. Every reason you guys said, he actually reminds me a lot of Keenan Allen. His route running is right on par. He is re- really good at catching in traffic. He made Kenny Pickett into an NFL quarterback by catching like 1,500 yards and 17 touchdowns. He was the Blitnikoff Award winner before he went to USC. And, you know, you you could say one year he had Kenny Pickett, and the next year he's got Caleb Williams. But, I mean, you see some of these routes he runs. He's he's probably the best route runner of every wide receiver in this class if, that that I've seen so far. But Yeah, I like the, the route, the comparison to Kenny Allen, or Kenny Allen, Keenan Allen, as Keenan far Allen. as the route rounding. Um, but Keenan Allen cannot sniff his 
playmaking after the catch where that's where I think, dude, this, I mean, he's another wide receiver. We're talking about, we've thrown out three different wide receivers that could potentially be the top dog in this class. So God, I love this 2023 class. All right, Jake, who's your final one? Who's number seven? I got Jackson Smith Najigba. Um, I mean, obviously, if I'm sitting at seven and he's available, I'm going to be happy. Um, you should be throwing a party. I'll throw yeah, a party. I know, but I just ha- I have him this far down just based off of he hasn't played this year. He's been hurt, I guess. Maybe not as hurt, um, but it kind of worries me right now. I mean, it, that's what I mean. Like, if you put gun to my head right now, okay, who are you taking? Jordan Addison or, or Jackson Smith Najigba. Um, I'm I'm gonna go Jordan Addison. Uh, just without you know, it's the unknown. I don't yeah, you know, I don't know if he goes to a team that favors him, then I would bump him up. If he just blows up the combine and and is putting up huge numbers and looking healthy as hell, yeah, I'm gonna go with him. But right now he's at he's at seven for me. Yeah. JSN, Addison, and Johnson are all going to be first-round draft picks. Yeah. So just follow, see if if a team trades up for you and gives a lot of draft capital to go get you. I like that. I pay attention to draft capital on players because that must mean yep. they want to use you. You don't trade future first-round yeah. picks just to... They're invested. They're going to, yeah. even if you have some some failures, they're still going to keep, keep you out there right. um, because they're invested. Right, I agree. Eric, do you want to go your seven? Yeah, I'll go, and then I'll let you finish it. Um, I'm going to switch it up just a little bit here. The Jackson Smith, the Jigba, would probably be my answer here. Um, and maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe he's going to be Jamar Chase, sit out a year, and come back and be Jamar Chase and be JSN, whatever you want to call it. That's, but, a, that's a good example. But I'm going to go Josh Downs wide receiver from North Carolina. Um, he's a premier slot receiver, so it's he's kind of hard to compare to some of these other guys. Jordan Addison played a, a little bit in the slot too, and so did JSN, but Josh Downs basically plays all in the slot. But he had 1,300 yards and eight touchdowns last year and 1,000 yards, basically 1,100 yards and 11 touchdowns this year. He's been their number one guy ever since – uh, Deami Brown left and the, that real, they, they had a pretty good receiver class in North Carolina a couple of years ago, but Josh Downs looks really good. Great route runner, good hands, um, good after the, after the catch. It's just a matter of where he lands and what kind of situation they're going to put him in. He's, he's, he's a studly version of Hunter Renfro. If he can get that kind of, that, that, that kind of role on a team somewhere. But so, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put him at seven. So I'm going to say JSN currently at this point in time is not in my top seven so jsn could be jamar chase but who is the other guy who's the guy Uh, josh downs josh downs could be hunter renfro i'm probably gonna go to jsn well i didn't say that that's who they are jake but do you you don't even know who josh downs is so so he's didn't crack i got a whole list of guys up here um (laughs) like 14 guys and josh downs if, so I've read a ton of different rankings from a ton of different analysts coming in. I, I was going to talk about him. I don't think there's a player rookie coming out of this draft with more 
like one guy might have him at the 105. The next guy might have him at the 210. Like there's just so much separation between different analysts because they just don't know how to project downs because he is at slot. He's, I mean, he's 100% a slot guy. Addison though, I mean, he, like I said, I think he's going to be the slot guy in the NFL, but downs, there's no question. He's, he's not going to play the outside. He is 100% a slot, but he's productive. He's a stud. He's done it every, every year. So. Every team plays three, three wide receiver sets right, right. now. Imagine right. he gets drafted by the Browns and they have Amari Cooper and people's down, down or people's Jones on the outside and put Josh Downs on the inside. I mean, don't say that I'm a David Bell truther. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just, you know, <laughs> I know I like David Bell too, but I'm just, it's, it, it, it is going to take a situation like that, but he will fall into a situation like that. Nobody's going to draft him for the, for an outside wide receiver and hope to develop him. They're just, they're, they're going to draft him knowing what he is and use him that way. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So my final one, I don't have a quarterback in my top seven, but I, like I said, it's very rare that I'd ever put a quarterback in the top seven in a one quarterback league. So I have another running back. He is my fourth ranked running back. And that is Sean Tucker out of Syracuse. This guy is as violent as a runner as they come. I said Tank's big Tank Bigsby was a violent runner. No, he does not compare to as violent a runner as Sean Tucker. Is. He's more too. he's very athletic, more athletic than he gives credit for. Um, in 2021, he broke Syracuse single season record with 1500 yards and 12 touchdowns, 5'10, 210 pounds. But here's the th- the thing that I think kind of goes underrated. We talked about athleticism and speed. In high school, he was the 100 and 200 meter champ state champ. So the dude obviously can run his footwork. He's got quick footwork. Um, he's kind of light runner at the same time, uh, but he's definitely a power runner between the tackles. He can catch the ball as well. Uh, he did catch 37 passes for 262 yards and two scores. Um, he did, or he had a thousand yards, 11 touchdowns on the ground this year. Um, so he's, he's going to most likely be that early running back that first and second down, but that's why I, I, if he was a better third down back, I probably would have him ahead of Tanks Bigsby. Um, but this guy's a no-nonsense in your face. I'm going to run it right down your throat, and I'm just going to beat you up. Now, running backs like that, how long do they last in the NFL? Derrick Henry has lasted quite a while, but how many people are Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry's 6'6", six, six, 300, too. Yeah, so, yeah. so he's no Derrick Henry. I didn't really have a comp for him. I was – trying to think like who I really could comp him to because he's he's not as or as big as Brandon Jacobs from the Giants back in the day I kind of thought about yeah AJ Dillon yeah actually that's a pretty good comp Uh, he's only he's only 200 pounds he's not he's not real big yeah 210 so and I kind of thought about Maurice Jones drew back in the day, but he was a little bit smaller, but he was kind of that no nonsense, you know, just kind of run you over if I can, but Sean Tucker is a little bit bigger. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's another guy. If he gets in the right situation, it can be that early down back definitely can pay off. So you guys have anybody else, any, uh, any honorable mentions that you want to throw out? I got a, I got a list. I don't know if you guys. I did have a, I mean, I have a list somewhere else right now, but yeah, yeah. Sean Tucker and Tank's big Tank Bigsby were a couple of them in Superflex. Obviously, like we were talking, Will Levis would probably be up there somewhere. Um, and then I guess Anthony Jake Richardson. Bigsby, and it, I hate, I'm not sold on him, but yeah, I don't like his tape, but 
who knows? It, it, it all depends on the situation. That's why rankings this time of year are so hard because yeah. who's going to get hurt this time of year? You don't even know everybody who is declared yet. Yeah. Uh, but there's. What about this year's Brandon Weeding? Weeding, Stetson Bennett. Stetson you think Bennett. anything out of him? He's uh, like what? He's like five nine, a buck seventy. He's smaller than uh, Bryce. He's gonna be an excellent fifth round pick in your rookie drafts. He's gonna have fifth four round. rounds. So. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. If you have a fourth, fifth, like he'll get drafted. I'm totally kidding. So with super flex, he'll get taken. Yeah. He's Chase Daniel. He'll be any good backup actually. Any quarterback that gets actually drafted gets like in the NFL gets drafted in a right, four right. round, yeah, super flex league. If they're, have, if they're uh, the third stringer and there is a sniff that at some point they could play, even like no matter what, like all quarterbacks are taken up. Yeah. So I have uh, two running backs, the honorable mentions, Zach Evans for Ole Miss and Chase Brown out of Illinois. Chase Brown had a, actually an exceptional year this past year for Illinois. Two wide receivers, Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee and then Xavier Hudsonson out of Iowa State. Probably a name that a lot of people don't focus on, but he's just very productive. I had Will Levis down as a quarterback because I kind of assumed you guys might not really throw him in your rankings. But as far as the biggest ceiling, he might have that, but he also has the lowest floor. So he's going to be that high risk, high reward type of play. And then I did want to throw a tight end and he could be a first round tight end, especially in one quarterback leagues. And that's Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame. This guy, (laughs) I hate comparing people to Gronk, but if you put him in a Gronk jersey and told me that was Gronk, I would say, I would believe you. This guy just is a hell of a pass catcher and he's going to stay on the field because he can block. Tight ends are tough going they're They're probably the toughest one to judge going from the NFL to, or going from college to the NFL, just because there is no, there is no correlation between their success or what they did at the college level right. and what they end up doing at the, at the NFL level. But you want well, to talk about a position. Well, if you, if you get the top tight end on your team, I mean, such a positional advantage. It is, but it's, it's so it's, hard to draft a tight end. Yeah. It's a, it's a crapshoot. It's, it's, it's hard because even if you do draft the right guy, they usually take two or three years to actually pan out. Yeah. Exactly. Year tight end window that it usually year three of that. Hopefully Kyle Pitts is that hopefully he just gets a quarterback. Yeah. He just needs a quarterback. Oh, in our last episode, Jake, I said, I was complaining about Marcus Mariota starting and I said, God damn it. Spencer Rattler should come in. I had just read a tweet about Spencer Rattler before this. I meant to say Desmond Ritter. It's I got Desmond it. Riddler. Yeah. No, no, yeah. but you didn't say anything. I didn't know. And all of a sudden, Oh my God, that next day I probably had six, seven people, you know, Spencer Rattler is not the backup, right? I'm like, I didn't even know I said that, but I remember reading a tweet about Spencer. I Rattler. I remember you saying that either. I think I just so, heard you say it. I knew what you meant. And I do want to clear one thing up. I know Amon Ra, St. Brown is his name. When I'm reading through stuff, I don't know why. Like when I'm just reading quick names, I always say Amon Ron. Just, it just slips out. But I know like if I were to write it out every time, 100 out of 100 times, I'm writing Amon Ra. But when I say it, it's Amon Ron. So today I made sure I said Amon Ra rather than Amon Ron. So those that are critics out there critiquing me, letting me know every damn mistake I make, hey, I know I appreciate it, but 
if you're a name critic, this probably isn't the podcast for you. Hey, dude, we're coming. <laughs> so, all right, guys, that's it for our Dynasty Outlook. Um, I know that went kind of long, took up the majority of our episode, but this is something we're passionate about. Um, and I know a lot of guys in the league do play Dynasty, and I, I've had a lot of people reach out to me saying they're kind of excited for this episode. So last week, you know, we planned to have this episode, uh, just some unforeseen circumstances, schedules just didn't align. And we didn't want to do it on a Thursday night or a Friday when it was the playoffs have already started. And we wanted, and going into the weekend, we kind of assumed people would not listen. So we wanted people to listen to this episode. So we just kind of pushed it back a week. And um, it's kind of, I'm kind of excited to hear what you guys have to say about, you know, the dynasty talk, you know, kind of see if you guys are interested in what we can do moving forward to generate interest in dynasty. So anything else, Eric, Jake? before we sign off of episode 20. I think one thing just to reiterate what Derek said earlier is, you know, if you have, if you have any ideas to make the mega bowl better, get more people involved, throw them out there so we can discuss them on the podcast and see if we can, you know, make this grow even bigger, double size, maybe even next year. Um, Just get some different ideas just to kind of always change it up. So it's not the same thing every year for everybody. So, so oh, one thing, the Mega Bowl party at the Annex, right yes. there, in yep. what two weeks is that? Two sun, well, or a week from Sunday. Sundays. No, three Sundays. Sunday after no, so Christmas, the New Year's, and then the following week. Yep. So January eighth, I did send the spreadsheet out today. Um, so hopefully, people do sign up. I got the hiccups. Uh, one thing you know about changing up the mega bowl. So one thing my goal is every year, and I've done this so far is change up the settings. So the first year, I think I did half point PPR. Second year I did full PPR. This year we got rid of kickers and we added more flex spots. Next year, I mean, I'm gonna open it up to a vote every year. So next year I'm gonna propose, you know, potentially do best ball. We potentially do super flex or just two quarterbacks period rather than a super flex just change things up because I want it to change every year and make it a little more exciting. And also people just, this might be the only league that you have the chance of playing in a super flex or a two quarterback or a best ball. So it just kind of gives everybody that all around experience. Cause who knows, you might think you hate super flex, but then you get into it and you'd be like, Holy shit. I absolutely love it. Yep. So, Oh, and I do need to call out somebody because I picked against him. Uh, we all picked against him in the playoffs And this guy, he kind of, I'm going to comp him to uh, Aaron Rodgers. And what I mean that is he he has a great regular season, but when he shows up from the playoffs, he loses right away. And that guy is Nate Rundy, who is a, (laughs) a weekly listener of this podcast. So year one and year this year, he was the number one overall seed of the Mega Bowl, which is impressive. Like who... To get it two out of three years is incredible. Last year, I know he was injury prone, like year two, just injuries killed him. But year one and year three, the number one overall guy, and he gets bounced right away both times. So very Aaron Rodgers-like. I kind of I kind of Boston is not a little too early. Yeah. So, hey, I was kind of wondering, I was was thinking about this when I was thinking about Nate, Aaron Rodgers, blah. Would you rather be the number one seed and get bounced right away 
in the second or third round, or would you like the journey of being the number 13 seed and you win the first two rounds of the playoffs and then get bounced in that same round at the number one seed? Be the number one seed. I, I, I thought about that too. And I'm like, this is actually a stupid question because then you get the money for being the number one seed. Yeah. If, but if like you the were, journey of upsetting. I'd rather make it farther in the playoffs, but if I'm just right. making it the same as the number one seed who got a two-round bye and didn't even need to play to make it that far, then I'd rather just take that. Yeah. I'm going to be pissed either way, but, right. you know. I would be, I'm going to be much less pissed if I'm, you right. know, that higher seed playing the underdog yeah. ball. But yeah, Nate, it, man. it wasn't, wasn't even like he put up big numbers and, you know, lost to someone who just had a huge week. He put up 110 points. So yeah, just had that bad week. You know, yeah. year one, he went undefeated through the regular season. See? And then I, and then I, uh, laid the people's elbow on him and took him down, laid the smack Sounds down. Sounds like on he's him. just getting put in easy divisions. Yeah. Yeah. So just can't hang when the big boys come out in the playoffs. God, I, mean, I, I don't even know you. I am sorry, but I thought I'd have fun with this one. Nate, I hope uh, you do come to the makeable party and I hope to get some flack from you, but well, that's it for episode 20 of the Derek's makeable podcast. Best of luck to the four teams remaining and also best of luck to the five or the te- four teams playing for the fifth and the sixth seed. Like I said, we look forward to hearing back from you. I want to hear back. I want to hear your feedback for the uh, dynasty talk. Get your feedback, you know, maybe tell us what you disagree with or you agree with. Uh, Say which one of us is an idiot. Could be me. It probably is Jake. It could be Eric. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, Jake. But uh, yeah, we got a lot of hate today. The only way we can improve is if we get the feedback from you guys. So look forward to hearing from you guys. Like I said, best of luck this upcoming week. As a wise man once said, where do your mother? See ya.